You're listening to another episode of the Zag Soap here, continuing our series, our social distancing mini-series on the Zag, welcoming 2015 NLC Chicago fellow. Ellie is here. We'll catch up with her, see what life is like in the Midwest, and hear what life is like when you can't travel as much as you used to for work. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, Ellie. So yeah, strange times. I was trying to decipher from your your LinkedIn profile exactly what your work is. So what's the best way to describe that? If someone asks you what you do, how do you usually answer it? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. Um, It's a bit complicated, but what I tell folks is that I help organizations that are building different programs, products, or processes use human-centered design to improve their strategies and their outcomes. So an example of that might be what? So let's say there is a healthcare company that has decided they need to solve a challenge in how they deliver care to their to their mm-hmm. patients. Um, what we do is we would work with that organization to engage the patients themselves to generate the solution so that people are not people who are in positions of power who've got access to the resources to make something happen aren't creating in a vacuum and that they recognize the inherent power that the person or people that they're trying to serve have in generating the generating the solution based on their lived experience so how do folks find you then is that word of mouth is that a specific location where people with your skill set and and what you're offering is is posted, and so a company could go find that. How does all that come together? People usually find us through word of mouth. Um, my f- co-founders and I um, all have very are very fortunate to have uh, large networks and very diverse networks. This methodology really sprang up out of the uh, the startup community, and it's how some of your favorite products that you use uh, have been built. Companies like Airbnb, for example, um, have centered their business model on human-centered design and really understanding the pain points of their customer. And we are now seeing that other industries are beginning to understand the way in which this methodology can apply beyond just technology, Um, though certainly we work on technology products. um, As people in other industries are aware of the methodology, they seek out folks who, who can translate it into their world. And and that's where we exist most often. And then at what point in your life did you figure out you had skills to do this well? It's interesting. I have always throughout my career, uh, whether it was working in the mayor's office in Chicago or working on a CSR team at a Fortune 100, um, I always found myself being the person who said, what about the people who we're trying to make change for? What do they think about this? have they given us their feedback? Is this something that will actually move the needle for them? But I didn't have the language to describe what I was advocating for or the process that I was hoping to see implemented that would give voice to the people whose voice mattered most in these in this context. Um, and through the Starting Block Fellowship, which is a social innovation fellowship of about 3,000 folks globally, uh, I was introduced to the framework of human-centered design. And that was the moment where the light bulb clicked and I realized that there is an industry where what I innately believe is the right way to build something, that there is already an industry that 
is essentially a universe of process advocates and activists who know that there's a better way to create. Um, and through that fellowship, I found myself um, finding the pathway to immerse myself in those processes and tools. So has your call volume gone down or up in these COVID-19 times that we're in? It's interesting. I feel really fortunate that our call volume has gone up in to a certain extent. Um because at the end of the day, people are recognizing that there is an urgency to creating solutions in a way that perhaps didn't exist a couple weeks ago. Um, and also part of our methodology is being able to help companies and organizations pivot quickly. Um, speed is one of the key features of human-centered design. So we're seeing a lot of folks who are reaching out, at the very least, for thought partnership on ways they might be able to look at the landscape of their business um, and more folks interested in how they can use our services to to be able to do that quickly. And you know, I was reading an article before we hopped on in the Times today about the, the pain that's now happening in the startup world with so many companies, especially being tech-based or, or service or travel-based, uh, either having to go under completely or significant layoffs. And it's interesting, yeah, you mentioned problem solving. Like, How would you advise a, a company having to make a fast pivot when they aren't necessarily a well-established, many years uh, formed company and, and they have to, to, to make these changes on the fly? I would encourage them to find a moment for pause. Um, I think that we're seeing a lot of companies often when they come to us in this moment uh, that they're, understandably so, is a a frenetic energy, a feeling of panic. Um, And the first thing I have encouraged all of our partners to do is simply to breathe. Take a deep breath. And then let's evaluate the landscape together. Um, I think that giving ourselves a, a beat in between making decisions and actually examining what's happening in the landscape in places where we might be able to provide utility as a company or as individual contributors, where perhaps the our attention had never been before, um, feels really critical. Sometimes people will be looking through a very narrow lens on how they can pivot. And we're encouraging folks to cast a much broader net and to think about what they do, what is the core of what they provide, and what are the other use cases for it, even if it's in a completely different industry or in a completely different set of users who might be interested in what they have to offer, to think about those people and how we can connect what they already do and do incredibly well and mold it to fit these new needs that are emerging or these new markets who could utilize their product, service, knowledge base in a way that that the company hadn't perhaps conceived of before. Yeah. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about life in these strange times, what businesses should think about, what people should think about. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Ali, I know your work uh, probably led you to travel a lot. What is it like actually being grounded? It's strange. It was... Uh... Definitely um, some adaptation that was required. I, For the month of March, I had four business trips planned and we had, uh, you know, at the start of the year, anticipated only being home about seven days in mm. the month of March. And this shift has, you know, first of all, getting used to being grounded and um, 
getting into a daily routine has been really interesting because historically no two days look alike for me. Um, but I've also tried to see the the gift that is being offered to me in these strange and trying times. Um, definitely feeling immense gratitude for the privilege that I have to be someone who gets to work from home and focus on her business from home. Um, and using this as an opportunity to uh, feel gratitude for every element of my home, my situation, and what I might be able to offer and share with other people who are feeling deeply feeling the impact of this moment that we're living through. And I suspect one of the reasons you, you like the work that you do is you get to be around people and interact with people. What ways have you tried to fulfill that need knowing that we're not really supposed to be around people anymore? I am definitely an extreme ex extrovert, so I've had to uh, <laughs> had to put some extra attention and intention into staying connected. Um, I've been hosting a lot of virtual hangouts, uh, both for friends and business associates, and we're getting ready to roll out something that we've been calling Nano Labs, uh, where we're working with organizations or individuals who might be experiencing a very specific challenge, and create these little sixty to ninety minute labs where we bring together thoughtful, interesting individuals to contribute ideas towards a solution for folks. So it's a great opportunity for people to stay connected and to think about how we can each contribute to solving challenges for each other. So that has felt uh, like a really meaningful way to ensure that I'm staying connected with the people and um, challenges I care most about. Yeah, I feel like the NLC community would be interested in a concept like that. How would they follow the launch of that? Yeah, the best way to stay involved and uh, see how we're progressing is to follow our company, Further Faster Design Studio, on uh, LinkedIn. Or I'm always happy to talk with folks in our community about the challenges they're experiencing, whether as a thought partner or in a, a client relationship. Um, so always happy to receive friendly notes in my email inbox. And I'm at Ellie, E-L-L-I-E, at furtherfaster.design. The last thing, one of the curious questions I've been asking folks is, yeah, because this is such a, a unprecedented moment, there's an opportunity to consider, if not execute, on resetting systems that we know for society have not worked well for the majority of people. If you had to pick one system to, to really try to reset and, and recreate for a better world once we get through this, which one do you feel like you would pick and why would you choose it? That is such a fantastic question, Eric, and it's something I've been wrestling with uh, for the past few weeks, especially as we recognize that um, it is impossible for anyone now to deny that our systems are broken. So can we use this moment as a chance to rally more support behind fixing broken systems? And one that feels most pressing to me is looking at how we compensate, uh, how we compensate and how we add how we value our employees, right? Like how do we how do we reimagine our economic system into one that works for everyone and values work more fairly? Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Well, listen, thanks so much for coming on and hang in there with the extroversion but can't be extroverted in the usual way situation that you're in. And hopefully the podcasts that are all over the Zag feed will give folks a chance to connect with with others, both alums in LA and alums across the country from NLC. Get those all the places you find your podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, 
Apple and Google, they're all there. Make sure to download and subscribe and listen. Until next time, we'll catch you soon.